All right. Zencaster is recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys, the Curse of Strahd side quest in a different universe. My name is Keith, and I will be your DM tonight. Uh, Josh playing as Reginald. Zenus playing as Arlo. Not that's wrong. Hang on. Zenus <laughs> <laughs> playing as German. You've stolen myself. No, wait. Bryce playing as Jericho Moldrinker. Zenus, I think you found Jericho. your microphone because you're pretty loud on that last one. Oh, yeah, my face is like two inches from my laptop. Getting all up that's, in there. I'd call that relatively unnecessary. Yeah, uh, but we are. Edge to it. We are back with Curse of Strahd. Uh, last week, is any, does anyone want to recap what went on last week? Um, I don't remember. It's been a little bit. Yeah, I'd like oh, yeah, we, to we, recap for We didn't really do a whole lot. We uh, we finished up with that lady. What's her name? You finished up with her? Yeah, like we were leaving her camp. Oh, yeah, Madam Eva. Sorry, That's Madam it. Eva, you got, a, you got your fortune telling there. Yeah, we we got a fortune telling in, in the the episode prior to the last one, and then we, um, I mean, basically we've just been on the road the whole the whole trip. I, I don't think anything really particularly exciting happened on the trip. We made it I, to a bridge. Yeah, and the then, bridge that we had checked out very very well. Yeah, yeah very well. Yeah. but not both sides of it. No, yeah. dear God, no. Um. So we crossed, we crossed over. <laughs> yeah, we crossed over. We tried to make camp. No trees. We didn't even bother looking for that. Uh, we came back across. We found some trees. We made camp. And then uh, we we first noticed that there were some zombies off in the distance a little bit, like 80, 80 or so feet away from us. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, we ran into old Strahd himself. He showed up. I made a new friend. You, yeah, he, um, Reginald did make a new friend, and he got a couple of arrows and some sword stabs uh, because of it. Um, we, we, we fought Strahd, and used the term fought loosely. It was more like he, he toyed with us a little bit, and then he just kind of left. Um, we ended up killing the zombies. Everybody survived. Reginald got knocked out of it. Uh, and then I you went to sleep? the sanctity of his fruits. You did what now? I threatened the sanctity of his fruits. Oh yes, he, my fruits were threatened. Yes, his dangly fruits. Mm. Mm. Uh, and one other one other thing of note happened during your battle. What was that? Oh, uh, Irina got bited upon for the third time. Yeah, Irina Koyana got bitten on the neck. By Stride. That'll do it. That'll do That's it right gross. there. He was he calmed to thaw her blood. Uh, so he did that, and then you you did survive, and you actually got everybody got a pretty good night's sleep following the battle with Stride. Nice guy. Yeah. We were tired. Yeah, I think the I think the point of view was that if you know Strahd has already visited us, surely nothing worse can happen tonight. Let's just sleep through it. Army of bugbears. Uh, they'll wait till morning. It'll <laughs> be alright. I'll stick a pin in that. And they woke up. 
and uh, you guys began traveling back on the the old Savalich Road, uh, higher in altitude now a little bit as you cross over that bridge, uh, heading toward the town of Velaki. And the last thing we said, you you passed by a road that seemed to point towards Cassin Ravel Ca- Bluff, uh, <laughs> Castle. <laughs> No, no, that's, that's one of my Cocoa favorite. You, you said it wrong. <laughs> Castle Ravenloft, which is pop quiz. Where is that? Left. What is that? Behind us. It's what's his face's castle. It's over yeah, there. Yeah, and that's that's Strahd's castle. You learned that in Barovia, and so you you pass by the road that leads to uh, the castle of your your villain, and headed and are heading to Velaki. And the last thing that happened is you pass through some gates that look very similar to the gates of Barovia that you went into. Uh, and in the very first episode, you are now going out of some very similar gates on the western side of this region. And behind you, looming in the distance, is Castle Brugentlaw! Castle Ravenloft. My favorite! Uh, you know, looms in the distance eerily behind you as the fog begins to conceal it, and the gates uh, remain open behind you. And you guys are still you guys are still traveling on the road. It's taken us a hot minute to get from to get from uh, Barovia to Velaki, but sadly enough, you still have not arrived. So after some walking, the and again, if you guys want to have any conversation, it is it's the morning now. you've been walking a little while. The sun is, or whatever the equivalent of the sun that you assume is behind all the fog that, that covers everywhere, uh, is now um, not high in the sky, but it is, you know, mid-morning probably as you walk. Uh, up ahead in the distance, you see a slight fork in the road. After passing through the gates, you pass through a small portion of forest uh, <laughs> and have made a kind of a meandering walk as you go back down in elevation, down this mountain uh, that you're on the side of a bit, and you can see up ahead in the distance a fork in the road uh, that goes to the left. Uh, and as you draw nearer to that fork in the road, still still a good ways off, but as you do close the gap between yourself and it, you begin to see uh, what I will put... On the stream right now, you begin to see a windmill oh. in the distance at the end of that fork in the road. It's far enough off the road that, uh, you know, it, it could just be scenery for your walk, uh, or it could be something else. I'm about to post that in the wrong channel of the Discord. People might be confused if they were to check it. And bada bing, bada boom. Just a little visualization. You see uh, what looks like a windmill in the distance. You're obviously not this close to it. You Uh, said it's the end of the fork in the road, but the fork in the road does have two ends. Sorry, there's a fork in the road. Going off to the left is a reasonably short path that leads to a windmill on the edge of some trees. Uh, To the right, the road that you are on continues. Gotcha. You guys want to check out that spooky, spooky windmill? I personally have had enough of spooky experiences for one trip between towns. If you want to go check out the spooky windmill, by all means, I will wait here. Reginald, what say you? Hey, 
I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I suppose. I mean, if we got a few minutes, you know, you never know what uh, what might be up in there. Mm, I like the sound of that. Always up for an adventure. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, hey, let's let's go take it out. Irina um, pipes up. Kind of, she's been walking a little bit behind you. Uh, hello, Sparkly Trash. Welcome to the streamo. Uh, she's been kind of walking behind you. Her her steps have been a little more unsure than they were yesterday after she's been bitten by Strahd again. Uh, but she does pipe up and say, uh, Well, I do not know what could be worse than what happened to us last night. Uh, maybe there could be something, some, some supplies for our journey. That is the hope, at least. Yeah, there's the spirit. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll go over there and see if I can poke around a minute. If anybody else wants to come along, that's, hey, it'll be fine. So I'm going to start walking that way. I head that way with him. Uh, Irina says to Jericho, J- Jericho, are you really not going to come to the windmill? Jericho looks longingly at the open road leading onwards to where they're supposed to go and back. <laughs> And then back again, and just kind of sighs and walks that way <laughs> towards them. <laughs> okay, uh, and Irina looks. Uh, she's she's. There's not a lot of joy left in her, but you do see a slight smirk as she turns to follow the other two as you deign to join her on this journey. Ominous smirking. All right. I just so realized I didn't prepare my dice. No. Uh-oh. You go grab some dice. Yeah, I'm still in the room. I can I can hear. So is this thing like a good quarter mile away, or is it like oh there it is? I would say this this windmill is yeah. When you first saw it, it was probably a good quarter mile away, and you're you're approaching it now. Uh, once you make it to the fork in the road, it's a, a couple hundred yards left. Right. May I precept at it? You may precept at it. That is a whole 13. Um, let me give you, uh, as you you know walk down this path, you approach the fork in the road. Let me tell you what you all see, and then I'll hit you with what you pull with that 13. Right. Uh, so the old Zvalich Road transitions here from being a winding path through the Balanot Mountains to a lazy trail that hugs the mountainside as it descends into a fog-filled valley. In the heart of the valley, this will be good for uh, Jericho as, as you want to role play if you want. Uh, Bryce, uh, as it descends into a fog-filled valley, in the heart of the valley you see a walled town near the shores of a great mountain lake, its waters dark and still. A branch in the road leads west to a promontory, atop which is perched a dilapidated stone windmill, its warped wooden veins stripped bare. So it's up on like a hill? It's on a little bit of a hill off to your left. Um, but the what the I said would be good for you, Jericho, is that you can see you can see a town down in the valley and, and you all know that's where you're headed. Uh, you know that Velaki is a town on the lake. Well, at least it looks like we're getting close. I suppose a little detour won't hurt much. If yeah, that's the shove, I can just shove you all down the hill and we'll get there eventually. You assume my plan wasn't to roll down the hill as soon as we got done with this? Yes, I Yeah, assume. I was already planning on shoving you both down the hill myself, but uh, it's, it's good we all were on the same page, though. 
Yes, I suppose. Onward. Reginald, what you see what you see with your thirteen, uh, you can see that this windmill does not look like it is operated in some time to what it's meant for. Uh, you can also tell that there is definitely a breeze blowing, but the windmill the you know, the veins of the windmill like the description just said, uh, they are stripped pretty good, but there's just there's no movement going on uh, with those with those veins on the the windmill the, the, the boys aren't spinning uh and also you can see from this distance that the lights aren't on any chance of peeking through a window uh yeah if you guys want to get that close absolutely before we get that close like because you said we're, we're like a couple hundred yards off or so yeah I, i'm picturing this exchange happening about at that fork in the road mm. hmm yeah um whatever window Reginald's going to, I'll go around like the other side, I guess, and see, look if I can find a way in. Okay, let me examine what exactly is available to you. Um, okay, gotcha. Uh, you guys approach this windmill, uh, and I will tell you the, the following things. The onion domed edifice, so the top of this, the top of this windmill looks kind of like an onion. Um, the, the one you're seeing, not so That's much, ears. but the real one. Uh, leans forward into one side. Uh, the edifice leans forward into one side, as though trying to turn away from the stormy gray sky. You see gray brick walls and dirt-covered windows on the upper floors. A decrepit wooden platform encircles the windmill above a flimsy doorway leading to the building's interior. Perched on a wooden beam above the door is a raven. It hops about and squawks at you, seemingly agitated. Uh, yo, fellas. What do you make all these, uh, all these birds around here? I mean, it doesn't look like this is uh, this mill's been in operation for a while. What's with all the birds? Well, I mean, birds need a place to live, too. Yeah, I suppose. It's just Raven seems kind of kind of ominous, you suppose. Uh, must be something real good inside. Well, I could eat it if that would help ease your mind. In, uh, it does look like a decent I, dinner. I suppose it would, but... Um, you you do you. You do you. I want to see if I can continue toward the window. Okay, as you do that, Irina actually, uh, you mentioning the bird, what I've been trying to do with my phone is I'm trying to take a picture of the windmill in the book so I can better describe uh, what it actually looks like on the outside. So that you, you're walking up to the windmill. There's a door on the bottom. You can see there are more levels in the bottom. Uh, the only opening in the bottom of the windmill looks to be the door that is closed. Above that is actually a wooden platform that goes around the the windmill on top of, above the door. Uh, used for what, you do not know. Uh, much of it is dilapidated. Uh, and the w- only windows seem to be above that bottom level. Perhaps I could boost a smaller companion onto a rickety platform? That is absolutely possible. I think I've posted the what I'm describing in the Discord. Yeah, uh, I see it. Yep. Um, Irina, excuse me. Irina was going to say something as you approached, and we're speaking about the raven. Uh, she says, that's raven. Is it possible it is 
trying to warn us? Mm. Oh, it just seems like a, like a bird to me. What's the, what's the bird going to warn us about? Uh, I want to... Enter, I suppose. Hold on. Hold on. I need to know something. I definitely saw a human back there trying to warn us not to come over here. Oh, wait. That was me. Uh, are you a human, Molly? I'm looking at my picture. I'm a shifter human. I'm half human. It kind of counts. Irina says that, and like, I'm looking up at the the bird. I want to roll animal handling to see if I can kind of... Handle it? Yep. I want to see if I can like... (laughs) communicate with it in some some basic uh form or such so like i'm, I'm kind of like intently staring at this bird um mm-hmm. okay uh i got a 14 so with that i'm like staring up at it and i go are you warning us of danger um the bird the bird begins to chirp the raven begins to chirp and it almost looks as if this raven might be nodding its head. I I raise my um my hand up as if like a perch. If you intend to warn us, and you can by some means understand me, would you please land on my hand? Uh, the bird does come down and land on your finger. Well, All that's right. good enough for me. I'm going to leave. Darwin. How how'd you learn to speak to bird like that? I just I look at him and I just I just give him a deadpan stare and I say I'm a giant cat. <laughs> <laughs> and as you as you say that it's almost as the raven understood and the raven uh, hops off of your finger and it flies into the air and it flies down towards the uh the city of Velaki. That you can see from a distance here. Nothing but confused blinking from Reginald. I am kind of wanting to glance back towards that windmill like, maybe, just maybe there's something good in there. Well, Reginald, if you want me to look in the window, I can shimmy up there. But I'd rather not go in now that we've gotten a warning from the bird. Uh, Well, um, maybe I could boast you up on on the second... Second level there, that little platform is uh, dangling off of there. No, um, I appreciate it, but I, that won't be necessary. And I, I step up and climb up to the window. Okay. Um, that is going to be about a nine-foot climb. Okay. So I'm going to ask you for an athletics check. Okay. I'm just I, I do have a... I do have a climbing speed, though, if that matters. Oh, yeah, you're, you're a cat man. No, that makes sense. I'm, I'm down with that. Do you want to do it stealthily? Uh, yeah, 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 you know, I'll do it stealthily. That we will request a roll for. Zing. That is a mighty 19. A, a mighty 19. You are stealthed. So what I do need to do is pull up something here. Give me just a moment. Okay. 
Gotcha. So you said a 19? Yep. Remind me passive perception. Uh, it is 10 plus your perception score. Right, which would be your intelligence? Well, it's whatever your well, wisdom, but like... Oh, yeah. If it's a stat block, they'll most likely have passive perception scores on. Oh yes, yes, of course they do. This you is are still sounding very ominous. Just saying. You are. You are. Sherman doesn't know that though. Yeah, sorry. You're stealthed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now I guess I, I make it up to a window. Do I need to I roll uh, perception to see him? Yeah. So you peek inside the window. Uh, what's that perception roll? Because this window is very dirty. If it, it was clean, it, I wouldn't. Have. Uh, 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, so good rolls all around. What you see is the following. You see a haggard, heavyset old woman with a face as wrinkled as a boiled apple as she sweeps the floor. She's pushing around a few old bones and stirring up a cloud of white dust with her broom. She wears a blood-stained, flower-caked apron. A long, sharp bodkin impales her bundled-up mound of gray hair. The dirt cake windows allow very little light to enter this eight-foot-high chamber, most of which is taken up by a large millstone connected to a wooden gear shaft that rises through the ceiling in the center of the room. A stone staircase continues up toward the sound that you can hear through the window now of loud cackling. And Zenus, I will will reveal one more thing to Derman. You recognize this woman. You've seen this woman before. Oh, is this the the, the cart lady? Yeah. Hi. This is the lady who sold you the pastries. Hi, Dermot. What do you see up there? I'm not trying to be loud. I'm trying to be kind of like conversationally quiet. I I like start waving my hands and I like put my finger above my, my lips and I go, shh, be quiet. Like Jericho, um, what do you think should there? Something disturbing, probably. I'm I'm going to uh I'm going to climb down. Okay. And I'm going to just grab uh I'm gonna kind of just usher everybody away from the, the windmill and I'm gonna say be quiet, leave quietly. <laughs> okay. If they go or not, that is up to them. Irina goes with you, of course, and says, "Like, what? What did you see in there?" Um, I give like I put up my uh, index finger or pointer finger or whatever, and I just just kind of like wait a moment gesture, um, and I wait until we're back at the uh, crossroads. Okay. So we, uh, as we're walking away, I'm, I'm Reginald is allowing himself to be like ushered away, but he's he's kind of reluctant. Like, oh man. Wanted to see through that window. I wonder what's in there. Dang it. Um, and so we, I guess when if uh, you don't have anything, Bryce, whenever we get to the the thing, I like I stop, um, and I kind of look back at the windmill and I say, "Well, it was the old lady who sold us the dream pastries. She was cackling, much like a hag, and there were bones and white dust. Her her apron was bloodstained." You know, now that I think about it, I don't think I want to eat this pastry anymore. And I take the pastry out of my bag, uh, if I still have it. I think I still have it. And I just kind of throw it on the ground. 
So I remember two people have eaten pastries. Yeah, I, I still have mine. It's it's right. on my thing. Yeah, I just want to make I I, I just couldn't rem- I couldn't remember who had eaten them. I know Josh ate one. I didn't know who I was the second. Oh yes, okay. And then yeah, it was it was Reginald who ate the second, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you ha- you're the only one with the pastry left, and you you throw it on the ground. Yep, and I squish it. Okay, uh, that more that is, so you are saying more, that was Morgantha in in the windmill. If that's the dream pastry lady's name, then yes, that was Morgantha. I despair at the time I've been cooped up in Barovia and not seeing any of this country. I feel as though I know nothing of the world. Well. Judging from what the raven sort of gestured to us, if he can be trusted, and from what I saw in there with her blood-stained clothing and the bones, I don't think that's a place we should go. I'm honestly half-tempted to light it on fire, but she was nice enough with the pastries, so we'll see. Hey, fellas, maybe it's just me, but... You know, it, it took us a good while to get up here. How did little old Biddy get back into town wheeling a pushcart? That is a good point. Well, I'm certainly hungry for another pastry, so we better get moving or I'm going to go in there and get one. That's a good idea. Jericho, what, what, are, you think, what are you thinking right now? I'm thinking we shouldn't have stopped in the first place. And we should get going now. For once, Molly, I agree with you. Maybe yes, there's better pastries in this uh, town we go to, the Vilocky place, yeah. Very well. Well, I believe we can see we can see Vilocky from here. So let us go, and you will be rid of the burden that is me. Oh, come now. You're not that much of a burden. It's, it's no burden at all. No, no. It's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all I pleasure. Can't... I got attacked by devils slightly less before I met you, but I suppose you're all right. Yeah, but think of the adventures you had. Irina is, despite the holes in her neck, is able to give you a half, give you all a half smile at your kind words to her. But still, let's get going, because if this week got a hell of a lot better real quick, it would still be the worst week of my entire life. <laughs> Yes. All right. All right. Be, uh, here we go. All, off this way, then. Not not towards the windmill thing, but um, down the other the other way. Right. 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 Down the other way. Onward. Okay. So I'm you guys continue down the path, down the old Zvalich Road. You've still got a pretty good hike ahead of you because the road that you're, you're currently going north, but down this mountain, it's got a couple of switchbacks. Uh, then you'll eventually go out to the east around some uh, thick forest and curve back in to get kind of a straightaway headed back towards uh, Velaki. And nothing of note really happens uh, for this little portion of your trip. That sounded like a dice roll to me. Sometimes I roll the dice. It is my prerogative as Sometimes the dice roll you. Ooh. That's right, baby. Sometimes the dice roll you, baby. Yeah. That's how sometimes this show goes. I gotta crack crack open a bottle of water. Talk amongst yourselves for a second while I take a big a big daddy gulp. 
I've been on many occasion. Would you like to tell us about your experience? I would not. The great whiffening will go unmentioned. <laughs> <laughs> again, you you if you're listening to this on stream, and this is again this is again from past episodes. There are fifty plus episodes of us playing D D and D together uh, on our podcast Dungeon Boys, which can be found on iTunes. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and possibly Google Play, but I'm not certain. Um, oh, yes. I remember it as if it was interesting. But anyone with any with any podcast listening device should be able to listen to it. So if you want to listen to us play D&D through some good episodes, some probably bad episodes, all in a homebrew world, you can do that. So you begin to approach... Uh, the town of Velaki. You can see it in the distance um, as you make it down the way. Uh, it is probably another half mile to the town as it begins to rise out of the fog. Um, and is there anything uh, you guys would like to say? Any thoughts going in your mind? Any plans being made as you approach the town? Uh, nope, not, not on my part. I'm just happy to be here. Sure. Well, fellas, I know we set out for a grand adventure, but, uh, I think this one's going to have to do for now till we can, uh, till we can find uh, something better, you know? Yes. Irina, remind me, what is the plan when we get you to Velaki? Um, I suppose the plan is to, uh, find me a place to stay. I, I imagine that once we get to Velaki, if you will be so kind as to help me find a, a room to stay in uh, until I can get my myself settled, they say Velaki is more more uh, how do you say fortified against the attacks of the Devil Strahd, and my hope is that here and of course the hope of Ismark is that I will be safer here from his attacks, uh, as you can see. Uh, Strahd, uh, we have broken the line of sight from Castle Ravenloft. You cannot even see it at the distance. And my soul is lighter just for not having it look upon me. So my hope is that we can go in and, and find me a place to stay. And you will be off the hook, as they say. When D&D meets HGTV. <laughs> well, let's get to it. All right, I suppose. Okay. Certainly hope to find you the best room available. Wonderful. Thank you for following, Rivet. Appreciate it. Um, Okay, so here we go. The old Svalich Road meanders into a valley uh, watched over by dark, brooding mountains to the north and south. The woods recede, revealing a a sullen mountain berg. Sorry, I can't read tonight. The woods recede, revealing a sullen mountain berg surrounded by a wooden palisade. Thick fog presses up against the wall as though looking for a way inside, hoping to catch the town a slumber. Their dirt road ends at a set of sturdy iron gates with a pair of shadowy figures standing behind them. Planted in the ground and flanking the road outside the gates are half dozen pikes with wolves' heads impaled on them. Hey, I think I kind of like this place already. Seems a bit less... uh... Wolfie than uh, some of the other places we've been at, you know what I mean? It's quite anti-wolf, if I 
might say. Yes. There's Why a sign you? above the gate that does that does read Valaki. V-A-L-L-A-K-A-K-I. Hey, fellas, I think this is the place. Yes. Finally. Getting in. <laughs> As you approach the doors, uh, one of the guards says, Hey, what's your business here? We are taking our friend here for safety and shelter. Safety and shelter, you say? Yes. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You got any that in there? Why should we unlock the gate for you? <clears throat> Who to say you're not going to come in here and start wreaking havoc? Who says you're not spies of the devil Strad? Well, no, we heard it's, it's a pretty reputable place you got here. And that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot better on the inside than it is uh, out there in the... Uh, and the other town, fellas, what was that little town that we come out of? I, I actually don't know. It was that pitiful. Didn't even have a memorable name. You're going to leave somebody out in a, in a place that ain't got no name like that. I, I dare say we've not seen anything, anything that looks quite like any of you, except for this fair maiden you have with you. Uh, but a fair maiden's not enough for us to open the gates. You're going to give us a good reason. What what better reason could there be? We seek her shelter and her safety. All right, I need you guys. Uh, whoever's trying to get these guards open the gate for you, I need to roll you to roll a uh, persuasion check. Ooh, can I roll an intimidation check? Um, you you may, but it will be extremely difficult considering they're behind an iron gate. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, <laughs> I got it right behind the gate. I got a no, yeah, they're behind it. You don't want to know what I got. You're trying to intimidate them? No. I rolled a persuasion. We'll, we'll just just ignore it. It'll be okay. Uh, okay, so it was bad. Gotcha. It, it was it was a two minus one. So that's a that's a one. Okay. Terrible. Anybody else giving it a shot? I mean I got a I got a twenty two. Okay. Well you're you're uh entreating them to consider the fact that you have a beautiful uh, maiden along with you uh, seems to do the trick. These seem to be simple fellows. Yeah. Uh, and they say, well, well, Stephen, I guess he's right. She is quite beautiful. You don't believe you've got a chance with her, do you? Well, no, I don't. But maybe if she comes in town, maybe she gets bored, she wanders back to the gate, maybe... May we get to talking? I'll take her out for some wine later on. <laughs> oh, fellas, she's so bored. I mean, just absolutely bored out of her mind. <laughs> you can hear one of them. anybody any more bored. You can hear the first one that spoke. Uh, you hear that? She's actually pretty bored. Why not take as long as we fought? I don't think that's the best idea. Anyway, are you going to open the gate or not? Yes, we, yes, yeah, we're, all, we're opening the gate now. Uh, and they begin to uh, quickly open the gate, uh, and they uh, pull their, they're both holding a pike, each of them, one pike per, one pike per person. Uh, and they both step aside to allow uh, the four of you to come in. They say, uh, come in quickly, quickly. Uh, we don't want to let any of Strahd's spies into behind our gates. We never know who's traveling where. We never know what's hiding in people's shoes. You will not. Hiding in people's shoes. What kind of spies are you looking for in people's shoes? 
Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you were saying. I was too busy gazing upon this lovely woman. Wait, what, uh, get your eyes I, off of me. She ain't that bored. I mean, what kind of spies are you looking for? Irina uh, does. She reveals the uh, rapier that she holds on her waist. She kind of shows it to the guards, and the guards they they back off. Oh, okay, all right, okay, understood, understood. Maybe we'll have some wine later. As uh, you four walk past these guards, and you now are in the the lake town of Velaki. Uh, this is a big. This is a big town. And the town we're going to reveal to those watching via the stream, kind of what it looks like to get inside of the locky, so the, what the gates look like. Our last unmemorable town had like 12 people total in it. Is this one like a, a more booming? Like I know there was a lot of building and stuff in the other one, but it appeared to be pretty dead. This town does seem to have a little bit more going on inside it uh it, it is uh, it, it, it's not as uh stone and damp and drab and dark it looks there are torches more torches lit you see a few people on the street not a ton you know it's not manhattan or anything like that uh but it is looks to be a bit more of a lively place them walls is prickly looking so before you is a wide road that you can tell is kind of the main thoroughfare that you're on as the Old Svalage Road passes through this town. Uh, and eventually that the road does kind of wind to the left, uh, and uh, it, you would assume it continues going. Uh, you're starting on the east side of this town, and this road that you're on seems to run to the west. I... Um... Arena, what they said it was some spies on I me. Mean, you know this area better than any of us. Um, what, what kind of spies you you think they was talking about? Well, uh, as you can see, last night we we were visited by the Devil Strad himself, uh, and he, if you did not know this, turned into a bat when he left us. Uh, yeah, he he has, don't seem like he got too much trouble getting around. He does not. There are creatures all over the realm of Barovia that do his bidding. The wolves, the bats, the rats, the orcs. even the mist. Hey, no, now, no. wait a minute. Orc? What is, what is an orc? I've never... Oh, I'm just it's missing. It's a So that's what... So you that is what I should call your uh, your race. We would. I've never seen anyone so green and large. I apologize for my uh, lack of knowledge, my ignorance. Well, yeah, you see this freaky looking fella. You only walking you through the woods. What you talking about? You ain't never seen a orc before. We do I not have anyone who looks like you in uh, Barovia. There is no one with the green skin. Uh, most are humans, if not all. We have seen a few. We have seen a few varied adventurers, uh, like yourself. A few, you know, varied races that that come in the way you have come in. Do you just but say I, I was an adventurer? Uh, that is how you have described yourself to me in the past, I believe. Well, I, I suppose I will let it go. Uh, you, you people don't seem like you get out too very much. So, uh, no, that is 
Very true. But regardless of what I, I've gotten off track with the orc nonsense, uh, even the fog sometimes has been known to, we believe, could be a spy for the devil's rod. Uh, so we do our best to try to keep them away. And well, first we got to worry about the wolves. Now we got to worry about the atmospheric conditions is looking after us. I'm getting a bad feeling about this whole thing. You're just now getting a bad feeling about this whole thing, Reginald. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been all sunshine and roses up till now, but I mean, it, it's just getting, it's getting, uh, it's getting a bit odd, don't you think? Your optimism is something to be admired. Uh, thank you. I think thank we you, should darling. and talk and walk at the same time. Uh, Princess, you have any family that lives around here or are you all on your own here? Uh, I will be on on my own here. They say, is Marcus convinced that there is some uh, visitor to our land here that should be able to protect me from the Devil's Rod? He is convinced that there may be some sort of, uh, he calls him a, a vampire hunter, but I've never known the Strahd to be the hunted and not the hunter. Uh, but... Ismark is convinced that there is a man in Velaki that is here because he is he is apt to try to take out the Devil Strahd, and he he believes he has a good chance. So maybe if we can find that person, or if you can find that person, uh, maybe it would be a good person for me to hook up with. Well, fellas, uh, um, if this kind of person's here, I'd 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 imagine we might find him at a. Uh... Maybe an inn or a tavern of some sort. We can find some more about him. Yes, it seems like a good idea. I'm pretty good at finding people. This is the entrance, so normally your drinking establishments will be right next to it because everybody, as soon as they get off the road, they want to get by a nice warm fire and have a nice warm drink. So just peek around and you should see something that looks like a well of information and alcohol. As you guys are walking, I'm assuming this ha- conversation is, ha- is happening while you're walking. Yeah. Uh, as you walk, the first thing of note, so what you see mostly as you're walking right and left of the road are residences, just regular kind of nondescript houses, uh, very similar to the ones that you saw in Barovia, but m- many more of them are made of wood than they are of stone. Uh, the ground you're walking on <clears throat> is is a lightly cobbled street. Uh, what, what you pass on your left is actually what looks to be a, um, uh, not a rail yard, but the, the, the equivalent of a wagon rail yard. What, what am I about to, I'm about, here we go. The, uh, a stockyard. You can see, uh, that there is a stockyard to your left. It says this large stockyard has several locked sheds along its periphery and lies adjacent to a roomy warehouse. A wooden sign above the front gate, which you are now walking past, reads Arasek Stockyard, A-R-A-S-E-K. Parked at the south end of the stockyard. Well, let's not deal with that just yet. You're passing a stockyard (laughs) on your left. It's the most interesting thing you've seen so far. Up to you to continue, just letting you know what you pass as you pass it. I choose to continue. Hey, Jacko, you seem... uh... You you seem as though you speak from experience, rather knowledgeable about these uh, sort of things. You done this a time or two, you say? 
Yeah, track people down when they don't want to be found. Uh, from time to time, I dabbled here and there. Huh. Well, maybe you can, uh, maybe you can see if you can find this uh, fellow we're looking for. I'm sure I can. I was trained as a ranger, but I grew tired of the woods very quickly, moved back into the city, and used my skills to track down people who had bounties on their heads. Huh. And well, it, you say this is an occupation of sorts? Oh, yeah. It paid really well, depending on who you found. Uh, hmm. I don't know if there's a reward for this fellow, but... He is worth finding if it gets the princess to safety. And if we can help him in any way, then he can go and kill the devil Strahd for us. Oh, Jack, oh, when will you learn the adventure is its own reward? I would still like some gold, though, if possible. Well, yeah, you know, if, if it's possible. Okay, as you continue walking... Uh, you're still on this main thoroughfare. You've passed the stockyard. So far, you have not seen a tavern yet. It's mostly residential on this this portion of the this portion of the walk. You begin to uh, get to another fork in the road. The main thoroughfare continues ahead of you, uh, but to your left, you can see a thinner road that then gets uh, much wider after it passes for a few, uh, maybe 10, 15 yards. Uh, and when you look down that road, you can see what looks to be sort of like maybe a square, maybe an open an open common area uh, down at the end that's not just this main road. And that's off to your left. But the main road does continue before you. Do you think that we should go down to that area down there and see if anyone's there? Yeah, sure. Anywhere people socialize is a good place to find information. Well, Mage got a point. Mage got a point. Hey, um, I ain't seen too many towns around here, fellas. Wait, where you suppose all these carts is going to and from? I have no idea. Hmm. Could just if be. If we find some people down there, they might know. Maybe the people here are just lazy. No, that's true. That is always possible. Oh, you said where are these carts going to and fro? Yeah. I thought you said where are all these corpses going to and fro. And I was like, I haven't told you about any corpses yet. <laughs> <Not> yet. <laughs> uh, so one thing you do, you pass on the left as you walk down this road. Very now, soon after corpses. you turn onto it. Uh, on the left, down this pathway uh, is if I can find it again. Please excuse me. The playing with a module. Is super. I feel like it's super cool for a long form kind of. Don't know what you're going to get into thing, but maybe podcasting is not the best uh, because I'm I'm finding that I, I've quickly become overwhelmed with what all is available. But you're passing. You're past a shop uh, that you see on your left. This, this uninviting shop is two stories tall. It has a sign shaped like a coffin, which has drawn your eye. It's different than any other uh, house you've gone by. This is obviously a shop. Uh, it has a sign, sign shaped like a coffin above the front door. All of the window shutters are closed up tight, and a deathly silence seems to surround the establishment. Thank you for hosting the stream, Ghostly Potato. Well, this looks a lot more inviting than the other shop we went into. Uh, I suppose... You know, 
I think pretty much anything would be more inviting in that place. That periwimple fella seemed pretty warm and accommodating. Yeah. Once you oh, get past yeah. salt in the earth. Yes, once, once they warm up to you, they are they're they're quite a joy to have. Uh, especially at um well I'll be lying if I told you we had any parties any time recently. <laughs> but they're pretty fun. Oh, I didn't think you'd be well, nice. Go check it out, fellas. As I'll follow you. Uh, speaking of getting to know people, Princess, do you happen to know anything about this uh, Strahd Hunter fellow? Does he have a name? Do you know his race? What he looks like? Is he a he or is he a she? Well, yeah, he is a he, definitely, from what Eastmark has said. We really, it is only rumors that we have heard uh, so far and thusly. Uh, really, it is only rumors that Ismark has heard. Uh, I am told this person is not wanting to be revealed. Uh, their only safety may be in their anonymity. I swear, I, his name, I cannot even remember it. I, I don't even know if Ismark knows it. Maybe it is just a... And there is an R involved. Maybe it is a... Uh, because he's Strad von Z- he may also have a von in his name. He may be von something, but I am not sure. Do you think well, he's you definitely re- not Reginald? Do you think you'd recognize the name if you heard it? Oh, very possibly. Yes, very, very possibly. All right, stick close to us and keep an ear out. Whenever we're talking to people, see if you catch his name mentioned anywhere. I will. There's, I know. There is an R. There is an R in his name. Definitely. No, no, no. Have we spoken yes. to you of Aragol? Uh, who is this Aragol? He is a Vistani man. He is the one who brought us here. Uh, I do not know any Vistani by name. Uh, they tend to keep to their own. They tend to keep to themselves. Um, I can assure you, uh, Arag- uh, a man named Aragal Vistani, a Vistani man named Ar- Vistani man named Aragal does not live in Barovia. Uh, whether he is here or not, I could not, I could never tell you. All right. I'm sorry, I, I was bitten on the neck by a vampire last night. If you'll remember. Oh yes, you certainly have reason to be stuttering. I do recall something like that happening. All right, so you guys make it to the town square. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to read you some more stuff. As you approach the town square, the shops and homes that enclose the town square are decorated with limp, tattered garlands and painted wooden boxes filled with tiny dead flowers. At the north end of the square stands a row of stocks, locked in which are several men, women, and children wearing crude plaster donkey heads. In the center of the square, peasants in patchwork clothes eye you suspiciously as they use cups and vases to draw water from a crumbling stone fountain. Standing tall at the center of the fountain is a gray statue of an impressive man facing west. All around the square are posted proclamations. Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the Wolf's Head Jamboree. Attendants and children required. Pikes will be provided. All will be well, uh, dash the Baron, and all will be well is in all caps. Hey, this looks like some kind of, some kind of party going on. Yeah, there's your party you were looking for, Princess. You don't suppose they're going to sacrifice some of these people to Strahd, do you? 
no, no, this is, this is, some, Ismark has, has told me of this as well in some messages we have received from Velaki. The Burgomaster here, he is strange. He, they, they're adversarial to, to Strahd. There is no allegiance to Strahd here, at least not publicly. I believe this Burgomaster is the one who is obsessed with parties. I believe he, Ismark says, the Burgomaster, he throws festivals to try to stop the, the encroachment of Strahd. How ridiculous. Yeah, how's the festival going to gonna keep somebody away like that? Seemed like it would uh, bring somebody a bit closer. Well, I I surely do not know, but uh, I can all I can tell you is the word we have received is that Velaki is trying to be a very happy place, as as from what we have heard. Whether they have succeeded, I do not know. I certainly hope they have. And you said. Um, the fountain's got water in it, right? Yeah, people are, are gathering water from this fountain. Okay. Um, I've got a couple of vials in my herbalism kit. Yeah. Um, I want to fill up some of those vials. It doesn't, there's no, like, specific number. So mm-hmm. do you want me to, like, roll for how many vials I've got, or? Yeah, let's do that, just so we can. Okay. Uh, uh which one do you roll? Um, I would like a, I guess a six. I mean, how many, how many vials would make sense, but you roll a D six or something. Yeah. Cause I was thinking of like one of those little wooden things that holds like six vials in it. Like I got, got a couple of those that are unused or so, but yeah, let's see. Uh, a two. Okay. Ooh, yay. So, so we'll call it two vials. Cool. So I want to go and like fill those up with water. Okay. And cork them up. You do that. You did what? Uh, as you do that, the peasants that are around the fountain, they, they, they give you a wide berth. Cool. I ignore them completely. I am focused on the, the vials of water. So as you are standing here and filling your vials of water, and you guys are standing and having conversation, uh, you see uh, a, a large man. Let me ensure that he is indeed large. A big, big man. You ain't never seen nobody bigger than this man. It's like a mountain made of meat and man. Yeah. Um, Let me just make sure I know, know things. Even All right, yeah, you see a, a large, bald man. There we go. Uh, a large, bald man walking towards the, the fountain where the sign that you first saw was attached. Um, he is he has a a swagger to him, a, a almost fearful swagger that he knows what he's about. And he's a, he is uh, he just looks like a tough dude, like he'd, he'd hit you if he needed to. Uh he arrives with two uh, town guards, and he order. You hear him say, "Tear down all of the old proclamations." While the um, let's see, yeah, tell, tear down all the old proclamations. We have new signs to put up. Go ahead and attach them. Uh, so they tear down the original sign. As uh, Derman, you're getting water. One of them almost steps on you as he steps up to the wall. 
to put the new sign on. So he rips down one sign and then he puts up another one that reads, Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the festival of the blazing sun. Attendance and children required, rain or shine, all will be well. The Baron. Oh, hey fellas, maybe these people's just a bit too, uh, too lively. You got two different festivals going on? Uh, it almost seems to be a bit competitive. I don't, I don't really understand what's happening. Maybe one of these gentlemen... Yeah, what's with this... What, yeah, what's, what's with the children required? What's up with that? That's just... Uh, I, I don't know. It's peculiar to me, but... Uh, uh, which, which, uh, we'll check one of these out. As the large man who is who is undoubtedly quite near you at this point watching his the signs go up as he's ordered the two guards to place them around, we'll say he's overheard you say this, and he says, uh, Excuse me, who might you be in the town square? Are you new to our city of Velaki? Yes, we are quite new. We've, this is our, we've only been here a few minutes, in fact. Ah, well, be sure that you stick around. The burgomaster, the baron, he has elected to have another festival this week. It is the festival of the blazing sun. Attendants and children, if you have any, are required. Rain or shine, all will be well. This is the message from the Baron. I want to kind of like lean over towards Jericho a little bit. Hey, that's the, that's the same festival that, that we was just talking about, right? It's not, a, not like a third or a fourth or... 27th festival or something, right? No, that it seems they've just finished with this last festival and they're starting another one right now. And I, uh, the the man that you're that was speaking to you, he kind of is now looking around the whole town square. He says, "The Wolfhead Jamboree was an excellent success by our estimation. We are looking forward to a wonderful turnout for the festival of the Blazing Sun." Uh, and then he turns to you newcomers and he says. Now, I see that you all are well armed. You look as though you do not belong here. You are new to our uh, to our lands. I will tell you this: you do not cause any trouble in Velaki. Velaki, we will try to cause no trouble for you. Our goal is to make this town as happy a place as we possibly can. So please, do not get in the way of that. Uh, we will do our best to. Stay as far out of the way as possible. Wonderful. I want to lean over to Dermon this time. Hey, aren't we supposed to be looking for um, real estate of some sort? What? Aren't we supposed no. to be looking for a place for, for the arena to be staying at? Yes. Um, yes, we are. We're also supposed to be looking for a man. What are you thinking? Oh, no, it's just, uh, it seems like there's an awful lot going on. They're trying to keep people out of here, but they're having the big parties at the same time. I, oh, it's, it's, it's just baffling towards me. It's just baffling. Well, I think that only means that they don't like outsiders. I think they like each other just fine. Yeah, uh, maybe you got a point. The, uh, the, large ma- the large bald man that's walking away from you now as they, all the signs have been placed up in the town square, he, he walks away. Uh, and as he's walking 
you know, back down one of the side streets with his guards with more flyers to put up. Uh, he points at the the people who have their heads in stocks uh, with the donkeys on their the plaster donkeys attached to their heads on their heads. He points to them and he says, for anyone who is new as a, as and as a reminder to anyone who has been here for a long time. This is what will happen if we are finding that you have a malicious unhappiness. Keep up your joy, stay joyful, and you will not have to suffer the punishment that comes to those who are unhappy. He turns and leaves. I don't think I've ever experienced a malicious unhappiness. I don't understand what's going on in this town, gentlemen, but I do not like it. Yeah. Hey, I've been uh, I've been given some consideration to our present situation, and uh, you remember the that ancient woman that gave me those future readings on her little cards. Yes, I wrote yeah. them for you. Uh, one of them, uh, it's the Raven card. It says this card sheds light on one who will help you greatly in the battle against darkness. Find the leader of the feathered ones who live among the vines. Through old, he has one more fight left in him. Though old, sorry. Huh. Well, it sounds a bit like the, uh, the about the dream pastries lady, but not quite. Uh, I don't think that's quite it. But could it be this uh, hunter that the princess is looking for? Mm, possibly. Uh, you never know around this place. I don't know. Be on the lookout for anything that calls out to that uh, reading. I don't put much stock into it, but I'm willing to take any edge I can get in a place like this. Yes. Will do. Can I do, like, a general perception check? Of course. I just want to see, like, we got we got a uh, we got like two different festivals like one starting one ending. It seems like there's I don't know some some strangeness going on. I just want to want to get a general feel for the the citizenry around us. Uh, I got a I got a twelve. Yeah, sure. Uh, so as you look around and those new signs are going up and things like that, um, I hear I hear my dog making noise. Apologies. Uh, as you see the guards putting up those new signs and everything, you're noticing that the people around are are kind of unimpressed. Not sassily, not like, oh, this doesn't look like this will be a fun time. Just like, they look fatigued. They look fatigued on... they When the, when the poster goes up, it's like, oh, another one? That's the look that you're seeing these people have. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I think Lizzie just got home. That's why I hear noise. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. Yes. Um, Reginald is Re- Reginald is not so much the puzzling type. He is like trying to wrap his brain around all this, but there's just not a lot to wrap up. You know what I mean? Understood. What is everybody else doing? Everybody good? I'm a bit out of my depth here, boys. I, I'm not really sure where to go from here. Normally, I would have found a tavern on in by now, but this. So place... down the street, 
Go ahead. Sorry. Nope. Go for it. I was just going to say down the street ahead of you, you can see, you can easily get back to that main thoroughfare you were on. Um, you know, there are people around you that may know where to find the things that you want to find, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, wasn't there a, uh, wasn't there a, a big fella putting up the posters or whatever? Mm-hmm. Is he still around? I can tap him on the shoulder. He has walked away from you. He is now out of sight. He was, he, he, he left the, the town square after he called out about the donkey head to people and said, you don't want to end up like this. I'm going to go talk to one of the people in the stocks. Okay. Ooh. Let me tell you who is in the stocks. Or at least let me tell you what you see. The when other side the of the mountain, the other side of the mountain. All right. uh, two and a half are, men. There are three men, two women, and two boys uh, and they're all trapped in the stocks. All of them look tired, wet, and underfed. Hmm. Okay. I'm going. Are they like in a line, or how is it set up? Uh, yeah, they're just they're in. I would imagine there's two lines. Um, there are, let's see, three, five, six, seven. There, there are four stocks in the back of this little area, and then three in the front. Kind of this. Okay. Uh, concentrated stock area um i'm going to go up to i guess first on the right of the three uh well I'm, my plan is to approach one of the men first all right um and i want to kind of whisper in his ear um do you know of any oh, let me see how can i i'm gonna do this do you know of any potential what it's hard to hear you through the plaster donkey on my head. I, I scratch out a little bit uh, where I think his ear would be. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I believe I might could hear you better now. Do you, do you, or would you perhaps by chance know of any rumors of a hunter nearby in this town of Velaki? No, I've been in this stock for. Four days for being maliciously unhappy. What exactly is maliciously unhappy? I don't know. I know the stocks aren't helping, though. Listen. The Baron wants everybody to be happy, but sometimes I just can't muster it. Listen. If you promise me not to do whatever it is you did to land yourself in here, I can get you out. Oh, I, I, if 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 Isaac, if if he sees me out, if he if he sees me out, uh, uh, he'll put he just put me back in, and if he finds out you put you broke me out, he'll he'll put you in here, and you'll have a donkey on your head. I don't much care about that. I don't really care about Ivan either. I assume he is the bo- the big bald man. Isaac. 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 Yes. Never. Unless he's grown hair since he put me in here. Mm. Hey, Dermot. Yes. It, it, you think if you if you was to release him, it would cure him from his uh, his uh, condition of uh, malevolent unhappiness? I do not know. What I do know is that it is wrong to put people in the stocks simply because they refuse to be happy. 
I, it's not a refusal for sure. I, I'd like to be happy. It, it, this, it, it caught me on a bad day. An inability then. Either way. Is it dark or light? Uh, it is light. Okay. Do you want some food at least? I have some rations I can give you. Oh, that, that, that would that would be nice. Ironically, give, you'll have to eat it from my, your hand. Like give a donkey. Them to your wives and boys. I've got enough for all of you, fear not. Uh and I give out some of my rations. I've got ten days worth of rations, so Okay. However many you want to take to get this it done. Straight up plaster donkey on his head, like a big old plaster donkey mask. He's gonna like maybe force some food down in there. <laughs> can I can I go around and like use use two big meaty gorilla fingers to to like carve out like a little happy face looking mouth on each one? Uh, you're perfectly welcome to do that. There we go. The rations got to get in there somewhere. It might as well be a happy face. I'm gonna. I'm going to go back and forth and give them some rations and like, I've got a water skin as well. So I'm going to draw water from the well and make sure that they're all fed and watered. Okay. Which, you know, like donkeys. Yep. But people. Uh, so you guys do this. You're going to work on these people who have their heads in the stocks. Um, you know, Jericho jump in with whatever you're doing whenever you make a decision or whatever, if you'd like to. I'm just kind of standing uh, off to the side with Irina watching this go down. Yeah. So, uh, as you guys are doing that, uh, you know what? Let's, he's not being stealthy. Jericho, why don't you roll a perception check? You're, 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 you're watching the situation. Um, I'm going to give you a chance on this one. Um, do I have advantage? <laughs> advantage. You on, might want to just go with my passive perception. <laughs> Uh, I guess that that would probably just make more sense. Because I wasn't um, rolling for perception, and I rolled a two. You weren't rolling for perception. I'm I'm just saying that, like you told me to roll for perception, but I think passive perception would be more. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. This guy's not trying to be stealthy, but we'll say that you're 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 relatively alert enough to see that coming down the street that he just walked down with his two guards with now with no with no posters in his hands is the same bald guy who you noticed earlier. I didn't mention it, but he is wielding a large ax. Um, fairly decorative. He looks like he's a higher up uh, and he is walking back down the street, talking to his guards. He is approaching the se- the scene that you are currently enthralled in. Hey, but only Jericho that. Boys, you might want to hurry up the uh, feeding. Uh, we got some company incoming. Reginald, let's put this away for now. We'll come back and feed the rest later. All right. Hey, what kind of company you say you got? I'm going to winky-wink nod over towards the uh, approaching beefy men. Okay. As Ooh, they're approaching... Beautiful. Uh, the sound of smacking and slurping inside of donkey helmets can be heard. Uh, <laughs> but they appro- the Isaac, who Derman at least learned the name of this bald man, Isaac approaches the party again. He says, 
Well, hello again. I would not have expected you to still be standing here in the town square. There is, of course, not going on but these buffoons uh, here in the lockdown. They've got donkey hats on. Isn't it ridiculous? They should learn to be happy. Uh, anyway, are you lost, my friends? Well, in a manner of speaking, yes. We're looking for a safe place for our companion to stay. Oh, then you are looking for uh, the inn, I suppose? Ah, uh, yes. That would be wonderful. Very well. Well, if you head down the street I just came from and make a left back on the old Spalich Road, uh, continue continue uh, just a, really right at that crossroads, you will find... Imagine there's no pause here. The Blue Water Inn. It is a, the finest inn in all of Barovia. Ah, thank you. And remember what I say about this malicious unhappiness. Smiles on, everyone. We are trying to keep things happy. The happier we are, the farther Strahd will be. I do not understand it, but I will do as you do. Uh, He takes his guards and he does take his leave from you again. Excellent. We feed the rest. <laughs> I want to. I want to kind of reveal a bit of logic to Dermon. the The trick is you got to hold your head flat. You see, it's like you're feeding donkeys at the petting zoo. I don't. No, it, it be all right. You, you don't want to let them get round your fingers. Now you might lose one. These Reginald, what? Boys, time to get on with the thing. Uh, we got things to do. <laughs> I suppose. Okay. All right. Irina, having heard the directions, does go walking down the street that he mentioned. Uh, and eventually, in just a moment or two, you arrive at the Blue Water Inn. Gray Smook issues from the chimney of this large two-story wooden building that has a stone foundation and a sagging tile roof upon which several ravens have perched. A painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance depicts a blue waterfall. Can I nudge Jericho? Hey, this him uh, raven bird you was talking about. Yeah, be on the lookout for some dead vines or just a stalwart companion in the fight against darkness. Things of that nature. (laughs) All right. I'll go check it out. I just barge right in. <laughs> okay, you barge right in. When you barge right in, you walk into a room uh, that has plenty of places to sit. Directly in front of you, there is a bar. Uh, there is a bar across the room from you, but directly in front of you, there are several seats at this bar that are open. Uh, there are tables in this room. To the, on the far right of this room, as you come in, there's a staircase that leads up. Behind the bar, you can see three great big barrels. Uh, and this place is not like, it is it is not a, you know, a casino or anything worth of, worth of life in there. But, you know, there are people in there hanging around, having some drinks, uh, shaking off the, the midday heat, I suppose. I want to go belly up to the bar. All right, you belly up to the bar. 
behind the bar is a man. Uh, he looks almost like um, uh, really the equivalent of what if you could uh, a skunk could turn into a fancy person. Uh, he's he's got dark skin. He's got a long beard with the width that has uh, almost intentionally split colors from gray to black. Uh, his hair is uh, short, kind of like mine, buzzed down on the sides, but with some length on the top. Uh, it's mostly black, but it does have some some gray stripes coming in it. Uh, and he sees you belly up to the bar. I assume the four of you all belly up to the bar. What's going on? Yeah. I'll follow. Okay. Yes. So he, uh, you go belly up to the bar, and he says, "Welcome to the Blue Water Inn." Uh, welcome to Velaki. I assume you are not here. Uh, you have not. I assume your visitors here. Well, we are definitely here. Yeah. Came searching for adventure. Turns out we're just looking for eternal happiness in real estate. You're searching for adventure, you say? Well, yeah. You got any that round here? Ah, well, let me introduce myself. My name is Erwin Martikov, and I am the proprietor and owner of this fine establishment. The finest place to rest in all of Barovia. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. It's a real pleasure, Erwin. The pleasure is all mine. Your name? What is it? Oh, I'm sorry, my name is uh, Reginald. Don't meet a lot of uh, friendly folk in uh, my line of work. Well, I am a friend, and a friend indeed. Uh, this is a place of respite, of rest, and of safety. Uh, he looks down the line, and he notices Irina, and he says to her, And speaking of safety, Madame, you look as though you could be in need of some safety. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Ah, well, the pleasure is the pleasure is all mine, and truly, I do seek safety. I am, I am Irina Koliana from the village of Barovia. These fine men have brought me here to hopefully seek uh, at least a room to stay in while I get my bearings. My brother Ismark has sent me here to try to protect me from the devil Strad. He has made several attacks on our village, and they seem to never cease. So if you do not mind, I would like to purchase uh, a room for the coming week or weeks. And she pulls out her pouch of uh, gold coins and uh, hands them over, or she pushes them towards Erwin, who pushes them back and says, uh, if you are fleeing the devil's rod, your money is no good here. Uh, we, will, we will put you up and we will, we will keep you safe. Well, that is very kind of you. Yep, well... So ends our adventure. Yeah. I don't think it ends here, Reginald. I think we've still got a few things to do. Well, you, you think so? Well, I don't know that we can leave while all this madness is going on. Whether by choice or not, it seems we are stuck here. Hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. You all seem to be uh, fairly against the rulership of this devil strod. Is there by any chance a man who exemplifies that thought uh, 
maybe someone who would be willing to actually fight against the Devil Strahd that you know of? Uh, I'm sorry, I... There is no one that I know of that is speaking of willingly confronting the Devil Strahd uh, head-on as, as an enemy or as some sort of uh, hero or anything like that. Uh, I would I... say almost everyone of Barovia, and I say almost, is against the the rulership of, of Strahd, but I know no one who is seeking to face him in combat. Can I roll some insight? Yeah, roll it up. That is... While he's rolling insight, Reginald is like internally like, you know, he seemed like such a nice guy. I don't know what happened. A 15. Uh, he seems to be telling the truth. Uh, he is ma- maintaining eye contact and uh, he seems to be telling you the truth that he doesn't know of anyone uh, you know doing that. Well if you don't know anyone I guess our journey doesn't end here after all. Uh, Princess will you be fine staying here while we go on looking for our masked hero uh yes of of course I will be fine here. Uh, she says it is it has been a long journey. Uh, would you mind if I went ahead and went to my room, uh, Mister Martikov? Well, no, I do not. I do not mind at all. Here, I will. I will uh get my wife to come and and take you and and take you up to your room. Uh, a a woman who is uh, tall and thin with the very similar hair stylings that her hair is pulled back, but it is jet black except for the stripes of gray that pass through it. Uh, she is dressed quite nicely, the same as uh, Mr. Erwin Martikov. Uh, and she says, yes, uh, come." she comes from like back behind the bar and says, yes, come along, I'll show you to your room. Um, and as she goes to leave, she turns to all of you, Irina does, and she says, uh, I shall not forget your generosity and your helpfulness. Uh, there is nothing we could do about last night, I understand. And I thank you for trying to get me here safely, the way you have done. Uh, I am certain that this is not the last time we will see each other. Uh, but no matter what happens, I thank you. And I, I trust you. You are you are good fellows. I, I, I appreciate you. And next time you see us, be sure to have a fat, juicy sack of gold for me, all right? She laughs and kind of blushes a little bit, and she says, oh, I surely will. I'm going to turn about. As you turn turn about back to Irwin or turn about away from Irwin? Huh? Uh, Just kind of letting her go to her room. Like, I'm not going to keep her up in conversation. Okay. As she leaves, Erwin addresses you. You've made mention several times of adventure. You are oh, adventurers. Oh, yes. absolute professionals. It's two to the core, yes. Professional adventurers, you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Ah, well, are you looking for work? Is it um, adventurous work? Is it paying work? Well, it can pay. Well, it depends on how depends on how successful you are. Uh, 
if you are moderately successful, I will allow you to stay at my inn for as long as you need for free, and you will be able, we will, can provide you with all the wolf steaks you can eat. Uh, and if you are extremely successful, uh, there will be some gold in it for you, I can assure you. Hey, fellas, this sounds like a better idea all the time. I suppose, yes. I'm interested. Gold would be nice, but free food sounds just as okay. Well, hey, hey, and I, I want to like, I want to bring bring both of them in in like a little mini huddle going on. Mm-hmm. It, it might be that uh, it might be that uh, strobe fella. He might uh, try to come back for her. He, I think we ought to stay around for a little bit, and if we could get a bit of adventure in on the side, well, you know, what would that hurt, you know? We'll see. Though the whole point of bringing her here is to get her away from Strahd. If she's not safe here from him, then she's not safe anywhere. In which case, this has all been pointless from the beginning. Well, that's true. Well, that's why we give it a little bit of time, and we, uh, we give it over a night at least and uh, make sure he don't uh, come back for it, you know? All right, all right, all right. We'll take the job. We, we might take the job if it's not something <laughs> stupid. Take it the adventure. Well, uh, how long have you been in Barovia, fellows? Three, okay. three days, perhaps. I don't know. It feels like a hell of a lot longer, personally. Well, uh then uh, you probably may or may not know that wine is the lifeblood of our country here in Barovia. Without wine, uh, the gears do not turn. The, the bones and the muscles, they do not work. Without wine, uh, no one has any reason to get out of the bed. That is why uh, the Blue Water Inn has been so successful. That's why it is a place of rest and respite. But... Uh, of course, as things go, there is a problem with the wine. I've been waiting for a shipment for quite some time, and it has not arrived from the winery, uh, and I'm wondering if maybe you three could do a little investigation uh, to prove your mettle and, and see uh, how really adventurous you are. Wait, you want us to go and pick up your lost hooch? Well, uh... That is certainly one way of putting it. But you say there will be adventure. Well, anything in Barovia is an adventure. Nothing is safe. Everything is frightening. Uh, of course, I would go myself, but I have an end to run. Well, that was it for me, boys. I'm in. All right, let's do it. Uh, I'm down. What's the detail? Are you about to say something, and, Yeah. Well, uh, the details are that the, the wizards, the, uh, what does he call it? <laughs> Sorry. I think it's called the Wizard of Wines Winery. Probably some more W's in there. The Total wine. wine. Wizards. Total wine. No, it's, yeah, it's just, so uh, here at the blue at the Blue Water Inn, we get all of our wines from the Wizard of Wines Vineyard. Uh, it is west of here. It is actually uh, quite a journey. My recommendation is that you take a wagon or something to speed along your travels, unless you want to be gone for a couple of days. 
but uh, I I am very close with the owner of the vineyard. Uh, normally shipments come on time, but it seems this week there is something going wrong. Uh, we have never missed a shipment before, but this time the wine has not arrived, and uh, the barrels behind me are the last ones that I have. So I need this wine, and I need it quickly. Uh, so if you will head west to the Wizard of Wines, I can I can show you on a map. I can I can give you a visualization of how to get there, uh, and see what is going on. And and hopefully, if you can bring bring my shipment of wine back, and possibly if you can, maybe some interest as well. All right. I want to lean into Jericho a little bit. Hey yo, uh, you think your wines come from uh, some of them vines we're looking for? They very well could. Uh We'll find out when we get there. It's part of the future and all that, so I guess we'll come across it at some point. Uh, he leans in, and uh, he heard you say part of the future. He says, part of the future? What do you mean? Uh, just some crazy old woman in the uh, out in the woods telling ghost stories and whatnot. Nothing important. Uh, crazy... Who is this crazy old... I'm interested. I'm a barkeep, sir. I, I'm a dealer of rumors and mysteries. Who is this it, woman? It was a Vistani woman. Uh, Madame Eva, Ava, Iva, something of that nature. As she gave me a future telling, a card reading, if you will. And she's told us many great things that apparently lie in our future. But... Mm. If none of them come think, to pass, I think that would be a grand thing. And you think one of your grand futures is at the is is at the winery? Could be. Uh, I don't believe she mentioned your magnificent establishment in her storytelling. What a shame! In the uh, telling, she quoted the words "feathered ones who live among the vines," and uh, a winery is a great place to find some vines. Possibly. I do not know. Uh, I was hoping that I could maybe tell you a little something, but uh, that doesn't sound like it means anything to me. Oh, I see. Uh, can I just show him the, like, the whole, that whole card? Sure, yeah. Let me go, let me pull it up myself and so I can look at it. This card sheds light on uh, all. Yeah, on one all. who will help you greatly in battle against the uh, darkness. Find the leader of the feathered. Find the leader of the feathered ones who live among the vines. The old he has one more fight left in him. No, I don't believe I. Uh, no, I'm not sure what that might mean. I'm gonna that paper back out of his hand. Well, it's all right. It's probably just the ramblings of an old woman. But you said something about renting a cart to bring back this wine in. Uh, if you're not paying us, will you at least be paying for a cart to get it in, or do you have a cart to provide us with so that we aren't spending our own money on this venture? Yes, absolutely. There is a uh, there is a cart in the back in the stable that you may take uh, to go and grab this wine. And you have something to pull it with? Or do I yes, need to go get one of the people who's Okay, I missed all of that. Go ahead again. Huh? I missed all of that. I was still talking. Go ahead again. Uh, sorry, say what you're going to say. I didn't hear you. I forgot. 
Very well. I said, yes, there are also horses in our stable, sassy pants. All right. Sounds good. But if you will bring back the wine, uh, yes, I will, of course, pay you what I've what I've told you. And like I say, if uh, you perform extra well, maybe there will be a large sack of gold. We will, who knows? We will see how good we do with the uh, wine this evening. Uh, so will you be leaving now, or will you be waiting until morning? Question out of character. What's the time of day? Uh, about about midday right now. About who? About midday. Oh. You um, boys want to go mean, okay. get on the road? If I stay here and sleep in a nice warm bed, I'm going to get used to it. Might as well keep sleeping on the road until we can finally rest. Yes, I'm fine to go now if you guys are. I find an adventure waits for no man. Let's uh, let's proceed on. On with Okay. So, uh, he motions you to to join him behind the bar. Uh, you stand up and walk to the to the right to the edge of the bar where uh, people would pass from in front to behind. Uh, to the right of that area, he walks you through a door. Uh, you go through this room, which looks to be a kitchen of sorts. Uh, and as you walk through the kitchen, there's a door that leads out the back of the kitchen and down some stairs. And then to your left, you walk through a door and into some stables where there is a cart attached to a single horse there waiting upon you. Yay. Uh, Erwin says, this is the cart you may use. Uh, be gentle with the horse. Uh, he has seen many things, but there are times where he can get spooky. Uh, but please head west down the old fellow highway. Uh, stop for nothing if you can manage it. I need this wine, and I needed yesterday. All right, we'll get you to you as fast as possible. One quick question, though: Would you be willing to spare any vials of water that you may have? Certainly, I can. I can offer you some, uh, some, some skins of water for your travels if you if you would like them. No, not not uh, skins. I just need small vials of water. Well, I do. Do people normally carry small vials of water around? I mean, I, I can give you water for it. Do you have vials yourself? Yes, I have a few. Okay. Well, I can certainly fill your vials with water, but oh. we don't keep any vials on hand, so to speak. We, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new thing. It's, um, it's Everybody's crazy about it out in the, uh, you know, everywhere else except this little place. Well, I it's... don't know what that is. But no, that's okay. I was just asking. Very well. Well, please fill your, uh, fill your vials uh, from the water here in the stable if you wish. It is clean. Oh, thank you. All right, fellows, I will leave you to it. Please return quickly with my wine and good news. So I want to stare at the horse and cart. Okay. Hey, fellas, you might know how to operate this thing. No. I don't yeah. know if I do or not. <laughs> I was, uh... I was afraid of it. Well, I can well, charm him the way I charm that part of the nature. I want to climb up in the old driver's seat. 
Yeah, climb up in there. Yeah, Dermot, I, I think you've got a handle on this. You can talk to a bird, you can talk to a horse. Tell him to take us that way. I suppose. I uh, I climb up with uh, Reginald. Okay. And I... Reginald, do you want to try it or do you want me to do it? I'm a hop in the I'm, back. I'm grinning like ear to ear. And I'm, I just whispered to him, adventure. <laughs> All right, I'll take that as a cue to do something. <laughs> I, um, I kind of like, I reach forward and like stroke the, the back of the uh, horse, his back real quick. Yep. And I roll animal handling. And, uh, I got a 17. Yeah, hey. you... You you take to it like a duck to water. It it makes sense how to. You've seen people drive a wagon before. You know which way to pull on the reins and you know to stop. And you give them a little a little whippity wappity to get going. And the the horse begins to slowly pull the wagon out of the stables. And uh, you come out from behind this bar and back onto the main highway and begin traveling west. The the whole time that's going on, I kind of um just like whispering and like like being affectionate to the horse <laughs> okay what kind of a, we're talking about strictly platonic affection right yes yeah, that's that's <laughs> platonic affection like it's a pet not <laughs> not a lover no no buckets right no buckets i understand um, okay, so you, you guys do that, and you are now in a wagon traveling west towards the western gate of Velaki. Um, and the only thing of note that you pass on your way out of town, you, you notice that as you're traveling that this, the Blue Water Inn seems to be right in the middle of town. Uh, you traveled a decent distance to get there, and now you feel like you're traveling about the same distance to, to leave the town. Uh, the wagon you're traveling in is pulled by one horse, but the uh, it has you know wooden walls on the wagon. Looks like there's about enough room for three big barrels of wine uh, to go in that wagon. Uh, if there were nobody in the back, uh, you might be able to squeeze back there, uh, Jericho, if need be, with the wine. Um, but you guys are traveling. One thing of note that you see is you do pass by a church on your right, about halfway from the inn to the gate. Uh, the slouching centuries-old stone church has a bulging steeple in the back and walls lined with cracked stained glass windows depicting pious saints. A fence of wrought iron encloses a garden of gravestones next to the church. A thin mist creeps among the, vein- the graves uh, as you pass by. But I guess you got you guys on a mission to leave town. You headed for the gates? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last church had a demon possessed son in it, so uh That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh so you guys successfully go through the gates, people you know, you tell people what kind of business you're on, the uh wagon that you're in is recognizable. Uh you're you tell the guards, Hey, we're gonna pick up some wine for the Blue Water Inn. The sound of people saying that we're gonna go get some wine, uh pretty much turned those guards into your buddies. They're like, Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. So you now you are now traveling west out of Velaki. As Finger quickly guns as you arrived, yeah, as quickly as you arrived, you are now traveling west out of the the very city 
that you traveled so hard to get to. Cool. Let's see what other things you might see as you travel. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, are we wanting to call it a night relatively soon, or are we wanting to keep going? Yeah, I'm gonna need we, to we will be call calling it, it soon. Okay. I, and this honestly might be a good place because I don't know if we'll get to where we get to the the vineyard and allow us to get to something, uh, you know, meaningful to end on without doing something, you know. Yeah. Just... I feel like a good scene transition is a good place to end it. Sure. So anybody who is watching, um, I don't know who or what you are, but that will do it for tonight's D&D. It was a short D&D. We will try to start earlier in the future. We've all got funny schedules um, that are super different. Uh, but Bryce, we make it happen for you. Bryce is an early morning worker. I'm working from home right now, so I have to be here and available. Uh, Josh has never stopped on that grind Zenus has got a new job so we're trying to figure things out so it's a little bit a little bit of a shorter a shorter deal for you but um thank you for being here if you have been here on the stream uh rivet thank you for following ghostly potato thanks for hosting and sparkly trash thanks for being here uh Zenus, thank you for chatting in the chat as well just to make it look like something has happened in there but it's dnd i don't it would actually be more ideal to have less chat during the dnd than to have more of it just so we don't uh you know, get sidetracked. But if you're listening to this in podcast form, that means that I have done the work to get that put up uh, on the podcast feed, which I've been slack about doing. So that's my apologies. But if you are listening to it there, I hope you are enjoying it. Let us know what we're doing right or wrong at Tank Media Games. You can voice your opinions there, or there is a link to our Discord server where you can post uh, your um, concerns or enjoyments or whatever. And of, of course, leave us a review if you can. Um, but with that, boys, you got anything else for the people at home? No. Uh, I think we're good. Beast Thanks for joining us for a bite-sized adventure. Yeah, thus ends the uh, full-on RP episode of Dungeon Boys Curse of Strahd, Episode 5. We'll see you next time. We love you very much. Bye. Toodles. Later. Later.